How would you like to take your digital brochure website and turn it into a money-making client generation traffic machine? Well, stick around on the podcast today because my guest today, Wes McDowell, is going to teach you exactly how to do that. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan, and I'm here with Wes McDowell. He's a website strategist, and Wes is the host of the Profitable Website Podcast. He really specializes in supercharging growth for service-based businesses, and he helps thousands upon thousands of people. He's got almost 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, and yeah, so he's really keen on helping small businesses really uh, create impactful websites that actually generate clients and generate leads and not just sit around on the web and, you know, on page 27 of Google. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to share uh, the podcast today because we go everything from the very, very beginning where it comes to just like, what should a website the end objective be, you know, how to improve the landing page at the start, all the way to even the photos, like heaps and heaps of different conversion strategies we cover. Oh, and by the way, he's got a, a free masterclass down the bottom teaching you um, how to create a profitable website. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that, disclaimer, I've actually bought his program and it is so detailed. It's so good. Um, I've been needing to give my website a real good facelift um, and I'm actually not the best designer myself, so I've got my girlfriend Gabby to help me, but we're going through it and we're just blown away by the level of detail and simplicity. Um, but that's just like side note, disclaimer, but anyways, you're going to find that it's a really informative masterclass as well, so even if you don't purchase, it's, you've got something to take away from it. I'm going to leave it in the description below, and of course, his YouTube channel is packed full of so many good digital marketing um, tips and goodness in there, but without further ado, let's have a conversation right now with Wes McDowell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm here with Wes McDowell, and he's going to be our website expert. And he has come across from the Profitable Website, Digital Marketing Secrets for Small Business Success podcast, and he's going to be joining us today. Wes, how is it going? It's going great, Jules. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolute pleasure. And um, so I want to really talk about, uh, I haven't had a website guy come on um, specifically. So could you please tell my audience a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are right now? And so, yeah. Yeah. So basically I'm a website strategist, which 
it's one of those things that doesn't sound like a real job, right? But I swear it is. So I yep. started, um, you know, but a long time ago as a graphic designer. Uh, sorry, actually before that, started off as a headshot photographer for actors, right? So yep. then I, that segued into me doing Photoshopping on the images, liking that process even more than taking the photos. So I started learning Photoshop, got into graphic design, which segued into web design, you know, doing that full time. And then at a certain point, I started realizing, you know, I'm building all these websites or actually designing all these websites for, mm -hmm. for small businesses based on like me having a conversation with them. Like, what colors do you like? What do you want this to look like? What do you, you know, basically asking them what they wanted and then me just giving them what they asked for. And then I realized these websites are not making any money for any of my clients. They're just paying me as an expense versus, you know, having a business tool, an asset that's going to get them more business. So I started really diving deep into what I could do to bring new skills to the table to start delivering these websites that were strategy based, that had a lot, they use a lot of persuasion and, you know, buyer psychology yep. in order to really make these websites into a profitable tool for businesses. So um, that's how I got into the strategy side. And that's, that's what I do all day, every day now. Yep. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. I'm starting to see this pattern, you know, where someone starts along their journey, you said headshot photographer, and then you dabbled in this thing. And then you're like, I kind of like this thing. And then it just sort of progresses into your zone of genius, you would say. Um, so that's really, yeah. really interesting. And um, when, when was that? I'm just curious, when was that moment when you realized, you know, people are just paying for a billboard on the web that doesn't do anything. Um, and then when did it click for you when you suddenly realized, Hey, I can turn this into profitable website. Yeah. I'd say that was like around 2015 is when I was really, really getting into the, the strategy part more so. Okay. And was it like a specific yeah. moment? Like you were just like going through and something just clicked or it was just like over time you were just seeing this pattern and you realized there's something needs to change. Yeah. So basically like I would have these clients, we do the website and I would hand it off to them and then I would probably never hear from them again. But if I did, I'd ask like, Oh, how's it, how's it going? They'd be like, well, not much is different. Like we like the look of the site, but nothing's changing. And I felt really kind of, um, I guess embarrassed about that. It was like, that's not what you want to hear. You yeah. want to get those testimonials. You want people to be like, Oh my God, Wes, it's amazing. I'm so happy with it. And our business is better than ever. That wasn't happening. So what I did is I enrolled in this boot camp, um, basically teaching people how to um, do a much more involved discovery process with their clients to stop asking, what do you want? And start, start asking questions more like what, do you, what is your goal? What do you need? Who are your customers? What do you do that's different? So you ask all these questions and then I am now able to take all that stuff and a lot of research I do and a lot of other kind of skills I bring to the table, just psychology wise, knowing yep. how people act on a website and putting together that strategic plan. So it's no longer me asking what they want. It's me telling them what they need. 
Yes. Okay. That's a really cool distinction and really good point that you brought up that instead, you know, some web design, when web design companies, they just build it for you, whether there's a result or not, it doesn't really matter, but that really affected you. And, you know, you came across and said, look, how can we create an end objective and use actually the bio psychology in the process to build you profitable website. And uh, it's a really good point. And I would lead me to my next question. So where should someone start? A funnel, you know, there's, there's funnels, there's opt-in pages, or there's the website that, that you were talking about. You know, there's a discovery, you go through all those psycholo- psychology factors into building and designing a great website. What, what should someone do if they've got, you know, some more time right now during this COVID crisis? Yeah, and that's a good point because right now is kind of the best time to get your house in order, right? Um, we may have, revenue may have been slowing down, but we've been given the gift of time more so than we ever have been, I think. So you asked about funnels. I've actually been asked this question a lot on podcasts I've been on. It's funny. Um, My take on funnels is a funnel, all a funnel is people tend to to, uh, conflate funnels with software, right? They think of click funnels or lead pages. All a funnel is, is a system of, traffic and conversion of that traffic, taking someone who's never heard of you through a series of pages and offers and emails, whatever it involves, to get them out the other side, a customer, which involves a warm-up process. What it doesn't need to involve is software, in like a ClickFunnels. Um, what I, I like to think of ClickFunnels and lead pages and those kinds of things, I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with them, but I do think they're a bit of a, a workaround for having an actual website of your own. You can accomplish all that stuff that we talked about, you know, all that warm up process with a website and with finding traffic from uh, paid sources or organic sources, yep. which is what you need for, you know, lead pages anyway. So you get the traffic, you get them to your website where you've got the message, you've got hopefully a lead magnet of some kind where you they can get on their email list and then you start nurturing them through email over the course of weeks or months. And that's where you come in because you know, you're the email guy. So that's, that's basically what a funnel is. You don't need to pay that subscription software. You can do this all on your site. And I think you should because um, when people opt for something like a click funnels, and again, I'm picking on them. It's, I have no, no beef with ClickFunnels. I just think when that's all you have, it makes you look like you're not a real business to some yes. degree, right? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, it's that lack of trust because may, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't add that legitness to it, you know, that you can have a look at who they are rather as if you just land on a funnel, it, like we're just talking about, it's all it is is a sales process. And if someone feels like they're in the middle of a sales process, maybe without getting to know you first, is that the right move? Is, is that sound about right? Yeah. And it's trust is so key. And I think services like ClickFunnels or like lead pages, they've done a lot of science. They've done a lot of kind of engineering of these pages to be high converting pages. The problem is they may convert based on some kind of a catchy headline, but they do very little for trust. Um, They just look, because they look like every other 
landing page you've ever been on for a webinar. It's usually for a webinar or something like that. Um, so where a website can come in is you can use all those same principles that are working on those bare bones landing pages, but then you can layer on top of it branding elements and things that make you look legit, you yep. know, because otherwise people are very savvy these days. You know, they know savvy. they yep. can smell if something's wrong or right. Exactly. Yes. All that legitness. And um, I think more than ever, people are going to be holding onto their money more than usual. And that trust that we're talking about is probably the thing that's going to stand you out from everyone else. And I like how you said combining the elements, you know, you can actually take the elements from a funnel, putting onto a website. And that sort of leads me to our next question, because I know I noticed on your website that you've got some blog articles and you really talk about in your podcast, how to get clients to your website. So I'm really interested to hear what's your traffic method for um, getting visitors to your site. Okay, good question. And there's, unfortunately, there's no one size fits all response sure. to that. Like, yep. basically, it's, it has everything to do with um, how comfortable you are spending money for the traffic, how fast you want it to work, um, where your customers currently are online, and how much they want to know about your overall industry. Like, do you do something where there's a lot of, like, a lot of people are hungry for knowledge about how to maybe do it themselves? Like for you, you're, you know, you do email writing. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of businesses out there who would like to figure out, like, like to learn a little bit about how they can do that. So if that's the case, content marketing is the way I look at it, the gold standard. Like I, that can be anything from blogging to podcasting, uh, YouTube videos. I'll just tell how, I'll tell the story of the transformation my business has gone through this past year and a half. Yep. because I started a YouTube channel that basically I give away all my trade secrets for the most part. Like I tell people how to get traffic. I tell them what to do on their website, how to handle their homepage, all this stuff. And just giving that information away for free has, it took a little bit of time. It's not an overnight success story, but now people are so much more willing to uh, hire me at a higher price point because they've seen my videos, you know, the ones who, not everyone's going to like me, the ones who don't like me probably don't watch another video, mm -hmm. but then the ones who do, they watch several. Now they feel like they know me and they're much more willing to, uh, to work with me at that point. So content marketing is if you can commit to it and if people really have that, you know, in other words, there's some businesses that are a little less sexy you know, and I feel like there's always some way to do some content marketing, but yep. like if you're a locksmith, there's not a whole lot of content marketing that people are going to want from you. Right. So, but it depends on your industry. And if you're, if that's not you, you might want to think of Facebook ads, um, which, or Google ads, depending on if people are searching for what you do, if they are searching for what you do, then Google ads, you know, be in front of them when they're searching. If it's something that people need to be made aware of, then Facebook ads or Instagram ads, Pinterest ads even might be a better fit. So, um, and then SEO is great, but it takes time and kind of takes a lot of money too. Cause I never recommend doing all the backlinking yourself. Like you should hire an SEO expert, takes a while. It takes about a year to yeah. get going. 
Um, yeah, there's lots, lots of different traffic methods. And um, maybe yeah. we can come back and do another episode specifically on traffic. Um, but I do want to pinpoint one thing. And you said you like to use video to establish trust and uh, create an experience. So let's talk about this experience of, say, um, telling a story and your, your brand on your website. Uh, what are those experiences that your, your clients are looking for when they land on that website? In terms of, are you talking about for my videos on YouTube or are you talking about just in general on a, on a website? Okay. Yeah. Let's just say in general, I just tagged on cause you said video, but um, yeah, let's, let's just stick with in general. Okay. Yeah. So the biggest thing you can do on your website and the biggest mistake almost everybody makes is they use all that us language, me, us, we language on their website. Yes. So they're, they're leading off with, you know, the number one rated plumber in, in Scottsdale, whatever, like, okay, that's a lot about you, but what about me, the customer? What, because the thing is, you know, and I'm not making this up. This is nothing new. It's just storytelling 101. Um, cause your customer is the hero of their story. You are the mentor figure that, that helps to get them where they want to be. So when you start making yourself and your business the hero on your website, you've lost them. They don't see themselves in the story. So this is why, you know, you don't want to use, let's say, let's use an example of a law firm website. What a lot of people do is they end up putting pictures of their team. You know, they, they, they get all their lawyers to stand in a row and they take a picture and that's like the big hero photo. Yep. Unfortunately, that's not what anyone, that doesn't help anyone visualize what you're going to do for them. So much better, um, let's say you're a family lawyer, you handle divorces and custody and stuff. Rather than having a picture of the lawyers all fanned out, why not have a picture of, um, you know, a mother and her daughter getting on with their life and just having a nice mother-daughter moment. And the headline accompanying that says something to that effect. We'll get you back to, you know, life is life as you know it or whatever. Have you been looking for that family experience like it used to be? I don't know, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Where they can it's not saying number one rated family lawyer, you know, in Orange County. It's it's making it personal. It's saying because first of all, that that headline is cliche, just to say like the number one or, you know, top choice, that kind of thing. It's, it should be always about, it should be 80% language about you, the client or the customer and like 20% about us. Yes. Okay. This is all really, really important. And um, I like how you said the, the imagery and the, the big mistakes of imagery people make are about us showing photos of how great we are. And um, when you really think about it as a person landing on the website, um, how does this capture my attention at the beginning? And then how do, how do I actually see someone else who's been through this and that you've helped? And that's like storytelling and copywriting principles one-on-one. And um, I really, really think that's valuable. And so these images, um, are they consistent throughout the website or are they just be on like the landing on the, like when you land on the website? Um, how would you sort of distribute this properly? Yeah. So images, I mean, it's, it's a design decision and not every page needs a bunch of photos, but I do say that photos do help tell a story. They help enhance a story because people, as much as we think 
much as we love to think people are reading every word on our websites, we know that's not true. You know, people okay. skim websites. Anytime you can use any kind of a visual cue to help sell what you're sell what you're selling that way it's going to be a much easier process so whenever you can find an image that enhances what you're trying to say um, that is a good thing so if you've got a paragraph talking about how reputable your team is right next to that you might want to have a picture of your team looking very clean cut and i know that goes against what i just said but this is not the hero section yep that would be further down the page where it's more appropriate to introduce you in the business, right? Totally makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And um, when it comes to now, I see this, I see this all the time where, you know, they will try and do that, that here, the header image, the hero image of someone of the ideal customer being um, helped for instance, but I can so spot that it's a stock image. And yeah. so, um, what would Good. you recommend? You go and just do this with an actual <laughs> customer so it looks legit um, or is a stock image kind of okay, but is it, it's still sort of not gaining that trust like I mentioned? Yeah. So yeah, that's a huge sticking point for a lot of people. And a lot of people um, do make the wrong kind of selections when they're doing it. But I'll tell you, so you can do a few ways. You can do a photo shoot Problem with that is unless it's a professional one, it's going to look amateur and it's going to tell the wrong story. Um, people do like authenticity in some forms on social media, but on a website, there's an expectation of a bit more polish, particularly if you're offering something of, you know, let's say you have a more um, high level service, right? If you're charging a lot of money, everything on your website needs to tell that story that you're worth that money. So it has to be very well done photos, but not everyone needs that, right? Like you mentioned stock photos as being very obvious and there are obvious stock photos. There are also unobvious stock photos too. You just have to really sift through, you know, I've got a subscription to Shutterstock, which is fairly expensive, but I use it for a lot of things and client work and stuff. So it's worth it. But if, you're, if you don't have that kind of money, um, there's a few ways to get around it. There is Adobe Stock, which is, um, it's still, it's paid, but I think you can get images for a couple bucks each with that. So you just want to go through. And what I like to do, the test is, is always, is this a real reaction or not? There's nothing I hate more yep. when you see like that happy customer photo where they're like fist pumping or they're like literally jumping for joy or they're just doing some like really posed kind of reaction. Yes. yes. That's yeah. what you're referring to, right? When you say it's, it doesn't look real, but there are some where they look happy, but it's understated happy. And that's what I generally try to go for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally understand what yeah. you're meaning. Um, yeah, because it's kind of funny. The other day I saw on LinkedIn, someone posted uh, a, a stock image like that. And it was just totally weird. Like it, there were people frustrated like this next to them and people yeah. with a screwed up face. Like and punching their computer screen. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And there was this woman with like with four buttons undone on her on a, on a on a um, blouse, which I was like, what? This is so fake. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm very curious. Um, 
do you have a good way? Like you said, you just got to look at that understatement of the emotion. Is there, is there a way that you sort of look at the photo and, you know, maybe you should ask a friend, like, how fake does this look or how real does this look? Or is, is are you sort of the main sort of sifter? I'm well, in my case, I trust my ability to choose. Um, but I, I do know, you know, that a lot of times, cause I, I sell a, a course as well, where I teach people how to do their websites. And this is one of those things that when I see my students go through this, there are still certain sticking points with this part. So I'm, planning on how I'm going to teach this even better in the next version. So there's fewer of that, but yeah, so I, you can ask for second opinions, but what I, I think you'll know it when you see it, just look through it and do that quick gut check of, does this look like they've been coached or they've been, does it look like they've held that pose for longer than two seconds? Yeah. That's a good you know, that's a good way. The pose and the face you want the face to look natural. That's the most important thing. And there's a lot to do because there's a lot where you can tell the photographer and the model are just kind of riffing almost and they're yeah. snapping while they're in the moment. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. So, um, oh, and the other kind of secret weapon is a free site called Unsplash where it's, um, it's all free stock images and they tend to look a lot more natural than on the bigger stock sites. It's a lot less to choose from, but everything has a very Instagram kind of look to it. So that's a good place to start. What's the website again? Sorry. Unsplash.com. Okay. Unsplash. All right. I will remember yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm very curious about this, Wes. Uh, you know, should, should my listeners be adapting to, I don't know if people are more going to be, traffic's going to be directed on desktop or a mobile. So if someone's looking to, to, to build their website, would you design for mobile or for desktop right now? Oh, it's both. Um, and it totally depends on the industry. You know, they, they do say that over half of um, all searches are done on mobile now. And I think it's like, it's definitely getting higher all the time, but there's a lot of caveats there, right? So yeah. if, if you have the kind of thing where people are not going to be casually looking for you, or I mean, I suppose that depend, I guess it I would say almost anything you do, people will start the search on mobile, but then they're not going to convert usually until desktop if it's a higher level thing. Like no one's going to be, you know, contacting the, or making an appointment with a lawyer through on their phone. No one's going to be either, you know, buying a, a car or anything like that. So um, I think it's very important that everything looks good on mobile. Don't ever skip that part. I always design first on desktop and then I kind of change the view and pare it down and make tweaks to make it look good on mobile as well. Yeah. And taking out a lot of fluff that you can get away with on desktop. Like you can have a lot more photos on desktop because there's more real estate. There's more the eye is drawn to different areas, but when it's all kind of in a up, you know, top to bottom endless yeah. scroll, um, people don't want to scroll for days. So you do have to get rid of some photos and yeah. Okay, cool. These are really, yeah, there's really nice fundamentals and, um, I'm going to definitely keep that in mind next time I'm doing something like that. Wes, yeah. it's been a really good chat with you. And um, I know you've got, you say you've got your YouTube channel, your, your podcast, you've got your course. Yeah. I'm more than happy for you to give um, a bit of a plug about what you do, where people can find you and um, anything else. 
Yeah, well, people, you can find anything that I do. You can either learn from me or work with me uh, if you go to westmcdowell.com. Um, and I would say, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you might, you might like mine. It's called The Profitable Website. Just search that on wherever you listen to podcasts. And I do a weekly episode, and it's all about getting people to your site and then what to do with your site uh, for, you know, basically complete newbies and small business owners. All right. Absolutely. And um, if you've got a freebie, have you got a freebie at all or something, um, you know, people can get their hands on if they want to get in um, closer contact with you? I do actually. I've got a really great um, 60 minute masterclass. It's called how to create and launch your own profitable client generating website. It's for service based businesses. So it's not so much free commerce, but if you're a service business, this is going to help you come up with your messaging and your copy and how to actually build the thing yourself with no coding knowledge. Um, and trust me, it does work. And then you go to westmcdowell.com slash training to register for that. It's on demand. So awesome. Wes, I'm going to include all these links on the bottom. Thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Thanks for having me, Jules. It's been awesome. That was just Wes McDowell, your web design and strategist. And I hope you took away lots and lots of tips on the show today. Um, to find his masterclass he just mentioned there, you're going to go down below the link below. There's going to be in the description. Uh, you can go to his masterclass and of course his Instagram, his website, how you can contact him, all going to be in the link description. Hope you enjoy this week's episode and uh, I'm going to see you on Monday's episode for the solo show. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend.